0: good i
1: haven't had a good i haven't had a good crier in a while good old
0: chuckle there yeah (laughs) uh hey guys welcome to the big blue united podcast my name is tj i'm here with my buddies dan and colin how are you doing this evening
1: friends you you sound like um what's that guy from uh from office space where he has to go door to door selling magazines I have. Oh, long I long was hard addicted hard. to crack. Yeah, I, I used to be addicted to crack, and I am trying to. Yeah, that. that
0: I'm it. doing a staccato thing. I don't know why. Just felt. Just felt it. Just
1: go with it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So what's new? Well, we took last week off because of Memorial right. Day. How are you guys Memorial Days, by the way? Oh, excellent! I went upstate with
0: my brother. We went to some breweries. We went drinking. We had a house in the woods. Uh, we did made s'mores with my daughter. We wrote a song. Um, it was where's great.
2: the H in, in s'mores from? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just like to say it like that. <laughs> sure. Fun to say. Yeah, shmores. Shmores. That sounds great, TJ. What about you, Dan? Um,
2: got drunk a bunch. it was celebrating uh leaving my my job for another job. Um. Enjoying the time. I went to a bunch of adult town parties with uh, friends in town. Uh, That was fun. Um, And now I'm unemployed, so um, I'm drinking even more.
0: (laughs) 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 I got a beer. I'm going to have a beer full of fridges. I have a fridge full of really good beer after my trip. So you want to come over and have a beer again?
2: Yeah, I can can drink probably two of those before I I kill over and die. But it sounds (laughs) good.
0: Well, what, what, what was the
2: highlight brewery of of, of the trip
0: or oh, brew Equili- equilibrium for sure, yeah. which is in Middletown, and it's this, it's a beautiful great fishing in Middletown. Is there fly I, fishing? I yeah, um, really? yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. brewery, and the rest of the town is like, you know, upstate New York. Yep. Not much going on. <laughs> Not very exciting. You know what the most depressing town we drove through was uh, Liberty. There was yeah. just nothing there, man. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind not of sad, right. actually. Yeah um, did you Did you represent Cage Kennels while you were in Middletown?
0: <laughs> of course, of course. My website got shut down by the bureau.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's someone there's someone
0: out there who knows what we're talking about. I swear. Uh, yeah, well, let's tell everybody. Cage is like a rapper. He was on Def Jux, which is the original L- uh, label that LP owned. LP is half of Run the Jewels, so that's definitive Jooks. Definitive jux. Yeah. And Cage just, like, at one point was, like, competing with Eminem to be, like, the crazy crazy white, white boy sort of rapper. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then Eminem became one of the most famous people on earth, and no one knows who Cage is. Yeah.
2: He had that one song where Daryl Palumbo sang the chorus. That was
1: – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: was yeah. really into that for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, what was that, Cardboard City or something? Cardboard
2: like City, yeah, CC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
0: made, like, an emo album. Emo, yeah, like,
2: the logo was, like, the, like, the hands that were, like – uh-huh yeah yeah
0: i'm more like the songs he wrote about like doing pcp and mental mental institutions and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. that was Definitely. like the cage stick you know yeah times have to change though yeah, um dip, dip wizard <laughs> <laughs> bart blunt bart Burnt versus sherm penn <laughs> That's about peddlers. make sure you all go check out that song it's a good yeah. one it's a really good one um Guys, as usual, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Podboys with a Z on Twitter. Uh, follow the Pinkskin Podcast Network at the Pinkskin Podnet. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Colin, tell us about our sponsor this week, which is Mosey.
1: Well, uh, it it was a product that was sent uh, directly to my wife, which is perfect, because she is the one person that always uh, randomly is cold in times where she shouldn't be, or at least in my opinion, she shouldn't be. And the reason it's good is because it's like, uh, they gear it as like a, a jacket for your legs kind of situation, meaning you can wrap it around your legs. So like, it's great for games. So you're going to a giant game, and you're miserable anyway, and you don't want to be cold. You put it around your legs, your legs are good to go. But you can still, like, do things while while you're wearing it, which is cool. Like, you're not encumbered by it. Um, It's super light, and it's easily packed. And it's, like, just one of those things you don't think about. And then you have it, and you're like, wow, that's kind of awesome. Now, you know, I'm comfortable. So it's cool. I I dig it. I I mean, I'd recommend it to you guys for sure. Nice. Check out Mosey.com. I'm sure they have a bunch of other cool
0: stuff on there. Do we know anything else that they sell? Um... I, I that was the only thing we yeah.
1: used. We got the blanket. That. We're gonna do in the yeah. blanket,
0: the jacket for your
1: <laughs> for your legs,
0: jacket for your legs. I like that. Yeah, it makes my mind think of other things. Unfortunately, but
2: Colin, when, when do you allow your wife to be cold? You said in your opinion she shouldn't be cold. when, when, when is a permissible time?
1: Um, I, I guess winter with not winter. a lot with not appropriate clothing.
2: What if, what if you're, you guys are, like, hanging out outdoors in, like, the summertime and it's, it's it gets cold when the sun goes down? Is is that, you know, drops below 50? Maybe it's, like, 44 degrees.
1: That's a perfect – okay, we have this argument all the time and, like, it's not even an argument. Like, <laughs> you're arguing about that? No, 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 no. Look, it, it's, Let me be it's, cold. It's been somewhat warmer recently. Like, you know, it, it could be 80, 85 degrees and the sun is strong. And we're walking out the door to go somewhere and she grabs her jean jacket. I'm like, you're not going to need that. I know you're not going to need that. She's like, I'm bringing it just in case. I'm like, you're not, you're not, you're not going to wear it. Why don't you just leave it home? <laughs> we try to walk out the door, and she has to go back to get one more thing every single time we're trying to leave to go somewhere, and it drives me insane. <laughs> so Always get, little things. Get, get your, get your mozzie, Mosey, however you pronounce it, and uh, have it in the car all the time. Then you won't have to worry about the jean jacket to put on your legs.
0: <laughs> Very specific. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want? Let's talk some OTAs, guys. What's uh, what's going on, Colin? You got some stuff you wanted to say, I'm sure. Well, I
1: mean, I I think one of the most interesting things, and it's always like in in seasons past, you know, when you get fixated on on a draft pick or or even a, an undrafted signing, and you you want to like this guy and you want to see them play instantly and like rise up the, the, the depth chart and stuff like that. And it never really ends up happening, or, or someone gets hurt, you know, and you just don't get to see this guy that you have visions for being good. But it's seeming that this offseason, and it, it is a testament to how uh, thin the roster is in general, but a lot of these young guys are playing, and they're playing right off the bat. Um, for example, in one of the, the thinnest rooms in uh, the locker room, Uh, or the meeting rooms anyway, is the tight end group. And Mm -hmm. Bellinger has already been slated as of recent as the number one tight end, at least from what it seems like. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones is is playing here and there anyway and getting first uh, string reps, but it seems like this guy is being thrown in there more times than not. Um, And I don't know if that's a testament to wanting to get the new guys as much experience right off the bat too, to like – I don't know. I guess they can lean on the experience of the veterans. Like, they'll pick it up. But you throw the rookies in there, and they're, they they got to learn, and they're learning early. So it's cool to see that he's been uh, playing early and often. Um, and there's also, like, a, you know, some other sprinklings of people in there that are, are interesting, uh, and I'm hearing their names uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, the wide receiver, that is a surprise, um toy travis toy from uh north dakota state he was on the seattle uh practice squad for a while we had him signed last year and then let him go um i guess with how there's been some injuries in the, in, in the wide receiver room um it's like one and like all the undrafted guys and whatever randos and they're playing a lot and this guy's catching everything thrown to him so i don't know it there's little interesting sprinkles of uh of new new blood getting some experience so it's kind of cool to see yeah i mean
0: it's uh when you bring up just the tight end room and specifically i I totally agree it's very thin so to see you know bellinger taking first team reps is not shocking to me i mean i think we probably all went in thinking seals jones was going to be the guy because he had the most experience and the most talent out of the group as far as we know um but you know bellinger coming out of the draft we knew that he is a great security blanket and maybe a good person to put with jones to gain jones's confidence back moving into you know kind of his make or break year so um i love bellinger i mean he's not fast he's not flashy but if you need to convert a third down i think you know that's a guy you want on the field and you want it you want to give him a shot and give him reps he's only going to get better if the more reps he gets you know
1: yeah and he can block yeah nothing
0: yeah which uh, we need especially. Um, but we you know we'll get to the offensive line at some point. Um, Dan, anything interesting from training camp you want to bring up or uh, not really from practice. I I, I wanted to training bring up, camp. OTAs, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I wanted to bring up the 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 New York Rangers and, and the synergy between the Giants and the Rangers. I'm sure Colin's got a lot of thoughts, but I've been watching a lot of playoff hockey. It's one of the best playoff sports of all time. I can't watch the regular season, but I usually watch the playoffs, whether or not the Rangers are in it. Um anyway, at all the home games, right? I think every home game so far, Brian Dable and Joe Shane have been in attendance and there's been a smattering of other giants in, in the in the in the crowd. But really, Dable and Shane um seem like they're best friends. Like they're just like together, hanging, inside, outside of the office. They got a rapport. Um, you know, freaking frack, pinky in the brain kind of thing. Um it's just heartwarming and then it it reminds you how great of a sports city New York is. Um, And when when we were little, I feel like there was that kind of synergy amongst the teams and just like players showing up and at at courtside or at ranger games or Yankee games and all that stuff. And uh, seeing that more and more, and it it just reminds you how fun sports can be in New York when they've been really, really sad and pathetic for a really long time. I,
1: I have a feeling I mean, just from, like, watching it and, like, constantly seeing Dable at the games and and Shane now, too, it's possible Dable was already a Rangers fan when he was up in Buffalo, but he couldn't do anything about it because he seems to have this passion. Every time he's on the camera, he's, like, pumped up beyond belief, screaming his head off. Like, I I don't think he was doing that at Sabres games.
2: I was living the dream, man. NYC.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I do love him and Shane together too.
0: And, and, I, and I've watched like all the Giants life and as many interviews as I can. And they have like very different personalities, but they're both like friendly dudes. But Dable is like, you know, more of the outgoing, very outgoing, super friendly, talkative type. Shane's is slightly more reserved, but they are fun together. I do. And, and I think like uh, Dable hasn't been in every game, but I think every game he went to, they won except for one of them. I think it was the stat I saw. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess
2: until – yeah, they guess they lost a home game. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I
0: wonder if, go. gonna, if they're going to fly him to Florida. They should. I'm sure he has more – better uh, things to do. I think he has Florida. mandatory
2: OTAs this week. I don't going Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah I, I sort of like that idea. Like there's so many great combos of like tall, skinny guy and, and short, round guy, like picking the brain. Remember Bunsen and Beaker from Muppet Baby – or the Muppets? Yeah. I mean, we need to find the right tall, short – skinny round combo to to really dub these two. Cause I think they're best friends and I, and I want to keep that image in my head whether or not it's true.
1: Yeah. I, I think it, it's the fact that, I, and we've definitely never had that as a, as a team before where there's been such a closeness between. Well, it's them.
2: because we fire a coach, keep the GM fire a GM, keep the coach. Cause we know we do it wrong constantly forever. Now we finally did it right. And these guys have that sense of we're in this together. We're building this together. I rely on you. You rely on me. Um, I think that makes for like a way better work environment. I don't know.
0: 100%. I mean, that's what you're seeing anyway. Um, it seems like the dynamic of the team is, is much improved and the culture is much improved. As much as Judge wanted to talk about building the winning culture and all that crap, people <laughs> and Shane actually look like they're doing it. You know.
2: Can we talk about the, the greatest GIF of all time or, or the greatest like uh, TikTok of all time? where they splice the, the Joe judge introductory press conference where he says, we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to represent the, 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 the tough people of this city and, and play hard nose football. And they, they splice it directly with the, the QB sneak on the, the two yard line in our own territory.
0: It's, it's the best. It's the best.
1: Um, randomly. Uh, so today was um, the, the day where, where Steph volunteers with the NFL alumni association, the golf outing. Right. Um, Gronk was supposed to be there. Never came. Never showed up.
2: Gronk. He went out
1: drinking with all the the, the current and former players last night in Stanford, mm-hmm. and then didn't show up today.
2: What what causes this? What was what the cause for the?
1: It's just NFL Alumni Association golf outing. It's like a charity thing. Probably um,
2: to raise money for or sick children or dogs. I don't, or... Know,
1: I don't know what the actual cause is for. I think it changes every year, but I don't know what it yeah. is. It's
2: probably something like very like it's probably cancer research. Croc probably hates hates cancer research or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, he's you know? like not yeah, yeah. want nothing to do with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's um, protesting. He did it on purpose.
1: Uh, she she randomly met um, Bill Belichick's pilot. She's texting me literally right now, telling me this. That's so the most random thing that she did. Today. He has
2: his own pilot, man of the people.
1: Um, yeah, she says, "Guy's an animal. Couldn't pay me to get in a plane with the guy." Uh he was either a current pilot or was a past pilot, but he flew Bill Belichick and knew like every single celebrity today. Like already like went up to everybody and said hello to everyone. That's bizarre. I wonder if he knows where Epstein's Island is. Uh yeah, but he's been there a couple of times. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Brutal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The pilot or Bill?
0: The pilot. Hey! We have no evidence of that. Let's just make up. No. Let's just make stuff up since you know. I'm putting it on the nameless pilot. Yeah. <laughs> get his name, Colin. We need to look him up. We're going to turn uh, into a true
2: co- crime podcast centered who? on this pilot.
0: Let's get him. Let's get this pilot on the podcast. Is what we need to do. Just ask uh, him. Some, ask him some crazy stories. Is his
2: name Torm?
1: Uh, yeah, I think his name's Torm. He's also a
2: cook.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Kind of> <laughs> <list>. <laughs> Excitement. Um, but there were some, uh, there were some giants there. Uh, it, it wasn't as uh, star studded as, as it's been in years past. What, uh, what are we seeing here?
0: Who's like the most famous guys from years past that were there? Um, I know, I know Feagles was there, so that's like number one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fegles, um, Otis Anderson was there again this year. Uh, who else you got? Uh, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, of course. Um, There's, like, a lot of other random players, too. Uh, uh, Yeah, so there's names that I don't recognize, but there's also some other ones that stick out. Shane Vereen was there today.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Don't remind uh, me.
1: Uh, Nico uh, Kudavidis, who's the, yeah. the, the Pats linebacker. He's been in there year, years past. I remember uh, when they
0: signed Shane Vereen, I was like, oh, he's a good third down back, and then – he used so to be a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, Six Ninkovich. years prior. Yeah. yeah.
2: Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Rob
1: name. Ninkovich, uh, Bart Oates, which is cool, former Giants center. So that's uh, was, that was kind of pumped up. You could forget Bart Oates, yeah. The classic I mean, name. Uh, Anybody else worth noting here? It's a long list. Oh, Lofa Tatupu, of course. There you go. Was his, uh, his girlfriend there? Who?
0: Was his girlfriend there? Oh, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> Dude, <he's dead>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's not good. No. Lofa, well, he was uh, Seahawk inside linebacker, right? He was good for a long time.
1: Yeah, he was great. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was like he was <laughs> a, a, a perfect player to have in Madden back in the day.
0: The Run down Vic or whatever?
1: Yeah, fast as hell.
0: Yeah. So you guys want to talk about the Giants at all or – yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um,
2: you know, I think this this part of the season is like uh right after you you do place fantasy and you you select your team, like the, the, the like the days after that, that's that's this now. It's like the 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 roster uh googling, the the roster fantasizing uh that you do and you you see the players, you know, in these practices which mean nothing and are almost meaningless, but you start to fantasize about what they'll do come Sundays in the fall. Um, so it's cool to, like, remind yourself of who's on the team and no. how they might fit and just wonder how they might fit in in, like, an ideal situation.
1: So, well, speaking of, of of that sort of thing, um, are we worried? Or are we allowing ourselves to be worried about the injury that uh, Kayvon is dealing with at the moment? Um, I mean – the fact that they wouldn't say that he was going to
0: be ready for training camp, which is like I think a month and a half away, is like sort of concerning. But at the same time, I think Dave basically just said he wasn't really going to say anything about any of the people who were hurt. So I don't really put that much into it. I think what came out on miss like he had like a couple of injuries. He missed a couple of games in college, but I'd imagine he'd be ready to go by training camp. I just think that they're not giving us information, yeah. which they don't want to. So I think that that that's the question that was asked, and that was the answer that was received. So I think people acted like it was more concerning than it actually is, but in my mind, I think if you asked him about any of the guys who were injured, he would probably give you the same answer. so yeah.
2: I think yeah. that's a good policy too. You don't want to put extra pressure on players to return at a certain time just because that's like an optimistic timeline. Um, you know well whats what's the difference if it comes back before training camp or a couple of days after?
1: well i I think there's some people that are thinking that it's it's the ankle that he's had issues with in the past because he got right. angled up on some place, so some people are a little worried about that. but you know, I take it easy on him don't push him, let him get healthy. They have a, a bunch of time off now i mean he'll he'll train himself the way he does and just get that right and I mean hell the worst thing that could possibly happen is, is maybe he comes on a little slow at the beginning of the season if it like lingers. And that's not a problem either. Like we're not going anywhere of worth if we are in the fight every game and it makes it interesting and entertaining for us to watch. Great. If we lose every game going, going out, who cares? You know, get this guy where he needs to be and, and don't push anyone more than they need to be pushed. Uh, Thankfully there hasn't been many other injuries of note. I mean, you got other guys coming on slowly like the Blake Martinez's of the world and stuff like that. And, and then they're just going to take a little bit more time to get back to a hundred percent. Yeah. You're not going to see Blake, you know, back to
0: a hundred percent till half or through the season, probably. And in the first three or four games, he's probably not going to make as much of an impact as you might expect him to. Just as hard to come off those injuries, ACL especially.
1: Yeah. Which kind of leads us into the, the, uh, the linebacker talk. If we yeah.
0: So true. we kind of wanted to, hit up a position group each week and just kind of do a little preview. And then when we're done, maybe we can see who we think is going to stay or go. And then once we have accumulated all the different position groups, we can kind of take a look at what the roster might look like. So, I mean, you have to assume that most of the starting 53, if not all of it is on the roster. Now Um, they might end up bringing some people in if some injuries or whatever, but I think generally it's not going to fluctuate too much. So in terms of linebackers, I mean, Kayvon is obviously the guy that everyone's looking at. I mean, we've done a million draft talks and stuff, so I don't think we need to speak too much to him, in my mind. Um, I think Aziz Ulajari is really the more exciting person to talk about. Um, I really think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, You know, Dan, what what are your thoughts on Aziz? What do you you think his ceiling is going to be this year? Do you think, like, he's going to work well in Wink's uh, defense?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think all all points – all – things point to a successful season for him. Uh, He's got big muscles now. So everyone's stoked on that bigger muscles. I think, I think there's like some correlation between the size of your biceps and how many sacks you have. Um, I haven't done the math, (laughs) but I'm sure it's, I'm sure someone's doing it. Um, But yeah, he, he had a a bit of a a breakout season last year, you know, as much as you can for a rookie. Um, That wasn't, you know, touted to be a major game changer, but now he's only going to get more opportunities and what's going to be a more attacking style defense with less pressure. Hopefully, with cave uh, on the other side, uh, you know, having to be accounted for less double teams, uh, more variety in the in the in the blitz packaging. So, I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't point to you about any pieces of his skill set that he's working on or can improve on. I have, I haven't run the tape, but uh, again, one of those perfect guys to fantasize about what he's going to do come Sunday um, getting after the quarterback, which is something that we haven't done in a long time. I don't, I don't have like, do you have a sack number? Do you have a sack uh,
0: number? Yeah. I think you should be crunching the tape now that you're unemployed. Yeah. I got plenty. That's you the number one concern. Work, you know, that's, yeah.
2: that's,
0: that's, that's what I, I'm remember, I remember when I, when I got COVID is the only reason why we have a YouTube channel to <laughs> <laughs> nice. so figure that out.
2: Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With a DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total freeze made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, will sa- oh, go ahead, Colin. I'm sorry. Well, we, we we talked about it in the past. I mean, it's inevitable, and this also plays into hoping that um, Kavon is like fully healthy when you know the defense is up and running week one. You love the idea of of the inevitability of offenses gearing on trying to block Kavon. Whether or not he he will earn it as a rookie, he's going to get the attention over there. That's just going to free up Aziz. And he had eight sacks as a rookie. Well, what would stop him from from having more? He's not the only guy who can pass rush now. So it's kind of cool to think about that. I mean, and not not for nothing, too. I mean, you put those 15 uh, pounds of muscle on, he'll probably be better against the run as well. And I think that was his personal Mm. um, gripe with his play, his rookie season, is there may have been times where he got a little lost in the sauce in terms of – not being able to get off the blocks to make the the stops on the run like he would have. And, you know, that, that's what's cool about having someone like Strahan coming around and, and talking to these young guys. And it's like the, talking about the guy who who prided himself on stopping the run more than anything else. He was the number one. He'll say it right now. It's like, I, I enjoyed that more than sacks. Whether you believe him or not, uh, you know, whatever. But he loved that stuff. And I think, uh, I don't know, it, it's just – it's so cool to see Dable and Shane almost have that air about them that wants these former players to come out and be like, "I want to come hang out with you guys, and I want to come talk to all these players." And I don't know if that really was happening with Joe Judge and, and his staff in the past. It's like a whole new ball game on that front. So
0: probably not because Joe Judge was a giant chode, and I don't think anybody <laughs> liked him. Yes, Brian Dable seems like he could get on the phone with anybody and be their best friend, like almost instantaneously. So, yeah. and also, I mean, it's the New York Giants, you know, why not use that culture and the history to, you know, hype up your squad and try to make them better? Seems dumb not to, you know?
1: I, I, I keep seeing Wink Martindale in Giants garb, and it's like, it's making me feel so good. because He, I, he, doesn't, he
0: doesn't look right. It, I don't know. He just, like, needs to be wearing, like, Baltimore stuff. I don't no, know but is, that's but why I it's so like it, cool. Yeah.
1: Because he's so, he's so badass that, that, like, you're finally seeing a guy in Giants stuff, who is a badass and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't look right, but it's going to be right real soon. <laughs> He's
0: yeah, a style icon. He's an interesting character, man. I do love, you know, what he brings to the team, and well, I hope that, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm so no. Let me
1: ask you this: what's what's the purpose of wearing a cutoff like a vest with long sleeve Under Armour? What's the purpose of this? I don't
0: want to wrap my head around like movement, dude. I don't you know. Got to be able to swim, oh. moves, rips.
1: And like scratches, he doesn't want to be scratched.
2: Well, he wants the warmth, but he doesn't want the you know the the, the shirt pulling the shoulders. He's got free free movement here, man. He's He's trying to instruct, right.
0: You're trying to instruct. Him Someone comes and up,
2: got to throw a punch, grab takedowns. You know, self-defense.
1: I, I, I like that. Like one of our main coaches needs like combat clothing to be ready to to just go at any point.
2: I, you think you could sneak up on Wink Martindale and he, he wouldn't have you on the ground in, in less than half a second?
0: He would kick all of our asses. Yeah. Simultaneously. Yeah. And because
2: then, uh, of that range of motion. Yeah,
0: that's, that's all it true, takes. Point. Um, but if I go back to your question, Dan, I think Aziz could do, I'm going to say 12 and a half sacks. And I, think, Ooh. I Ooh. think that he's going to end up being the best player that Dave Gettleman drafted for the Giants.
1: You know, that is not that crazy of a statement to say.
2: So you're saying he's going to be a future Hall of Famer.
1: I don't know about that, but I
0: I could see. Staquan's a future Hall of Famer, right? (laughs) Okay. Sure. Um, Although I was, I was going to say, I do uh, to just go back to the OTAs. It is cool how they're throwing him the ball more. Yeah. They're doing empty sets and stuff like that. So
1: great. What did we say? We were just like, that's the ideal situation. And like all these OTA uh, uh, reports, that's exactly what's happening. Like, and, and they keep hammering. All these beat writers are hammering. The, the, it's it's seemingly obvious that this is going to be a pass first team, which is so bizarre right. to think. Because running
2: backs here. don't matter.
0: He well, had
1: ninety one catches his rookie year. I think people forget
0: that. Well, were well, there. yeah. Well, you know that's okay. You know you Th- get these the might be balls. meaningful catches. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, true. Is cool. You know, um, yeah, you know, and I guess, you know, when they're giving them the ball, they're not just like sending them up the middle to dance around. It's like they're kind of sending them on the outside. So maybe they actually do have a vision in, in their mind for what they can do with this guy yeah. as opposed to whatever they were doing with yeah. him the last couple of years.
2: Um, make him look dynamic. Make him look great, and trade him for draft capital. That's what they should. That's do. That's a beautiful idea,
1: Dan. I I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening at some point. I mean, trade I
2: think, him to the Cowboys.
1: I don't. I don't think we'll trade him during the season this year. I think we'll have. If he stays healthy, we'll have one full year with him, and it'll be an off-season thing next year.
2: I think he's going to be known to be on the block, and as soon as someone gives us an offer, he's gone.
1: Yeah, I, I could. I, it's a possibility. I don't know if it'll happen though, because. I think he needs at least half the season to show that his legs are okay.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying if there's an offer out there, I don't think we're going to hold on to him for no reason.
1: I, don't, I There's no reason to hold on to him for the sake of it, but I don't know if teams are going to be jumping at him right away. That's what I'm saying.
0: We'll see. I mean, we'll have to, when we talk about the running back room, maybe we can get a little more into, uh, you know, yeah. who we might, who, if we do have someone who could come in and, be a lead back. I don't know if we do They have to find somebody else or maybe that comes in that trade, but either way, um, let's, let's finish up just with the pass rushers real quick. Um, You know, the other, the other guys, two other guys that are interesting to me are Quincy Roche and Ellerson Smith Roche obviously had a bunch of flashes last year. Um, I think he's going to be great in the rotation. I mean, you know, the, the fact that the giants got him off waivers last year was cool because he was drafted a little later than he was projected to go. So I think that he has more, um, upside than you know his draft position indicates i mean he had to have two and a half sacks he only played 34 percent of the snaps last year uh i think you know just you know him and ellerson who we don't really know much about just that ellerson smith's just like a long athletic dude with you know kind of a pure pass rusher i think specifically it's going to be interesting in winks defense to see how these guys develop and, and how they come into the pass rush rotation um I don't know if there's any, any other pass rushers to, to really talk about too much. Well, well I was want to mention something about them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, because it's Wink's defense, you're going to see pass rush from everywhere. So yeah, true. Start true. from the middle as well. And you got Carter Coughlin and Micah McFadden are like the same player, and they're going to be used the same way. They're inside linebackers, but they're going to be blitzed all the time. Um, that's another thing from the OTAs that has seemingly uh, been the case is that he's looking to, to bring the house. And I think it's it, going
0: to be hard for Carter to make the team, to be honest with you. I mean, so they have 15 guys right now. They carried 10 last year with two on the practice squad. I think they brought in enough talent that he's going to have to work his tail off, make sure he puts that motor real high to keep that roster spot.
2: I don't know. The the depth at that middle linebacker isn't great. Uh no, It's like Blake Martinez, Tay yeah. Crowder, and then – I mean, Tay Crowder is, is, is penciled in as the other starting inside linebacker.
1: And he's not at, good.
2: Yeah, and then it's the Carter Coughlin, Michael McFadden, that's, Justin that's Hillard, Darian Beavers.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Some
2: guy named TJ Brunson. T.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a, off, I forget, he was a what, draft pick, TJ Brunson. No. Seventh round. See, so, yeah, he was a seventh round pick or something. He's for, one of those like what, four when they picked for the Giants four in the end. The Giants like, drafted him? Yeah.
2: When was that?
0: Uh,. Yeah. Sure
2: 2020. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They pick four, yeah. like four linebackers in a row. It was like pick Tate Crowder, Cameron, Carter Coughlin, and then this guy. But yeah, cool. um, you know, maybe D, do you know what Tate Crowder's actual name is? Uh, De D'Quart, Quartavis. What? De Crowder.
1: Crowder. Oh Quartavis cool.
0: Crowder. I don't think I knew that. So, yeah, just uh, standing up out today. Actually, I think huh. that's like the wor- the that's the be- most glaring spot in your defense is like that. I guess Yeah. I I don't want to say off-ball linebacker because we don't have really have an off-ball linebacker on the team. But uh I you know, he's going to probably end up being the starter next to Martinez unless you know Beavers or McFadden somehow make a giant leap very early on to push him out. But there's really nobody to cover, which is the problem. There's yeah. no there's no linebacker to cover, but I think you're going to see Wink move, you know, more defensive backs around to pick up the tight ends and the and the running backs and the linebackers are going to be more of a, you know, shoot the gap sort of situation. But that's that's the glaring need, and the Giants can never cover tight ends. So,
1: well, uh, this kind of harkens back to uh, when we had Dion Grant as that third safety mm. as, as kind of a linebacker situation, which may end up being the case here. Especially yeah. when you have someone like Julian Love who can play safety, can play cornerback. It might be one of those weird situations where it's scrambled eggs back there and it depends on what the personnel that the offense is throwing out. It's a great um, saying. Great
2: saying. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled yeah. eggs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know you appreciate that. Going going back to Thanksgiving football again. Fraser. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> Tossed yeah. salad and scrambled eggs. Yes. That's a good one, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what Blake Blake Martinez's completion percentage for passes thrown to him was last year?
1: A 100. 100. Oh no! <laughs> well, was, it, was this before or after he was injured?
0: He only had he before he was injured.
1: The, he had ten passes that were thrown his way, and they all were cut. That's odd. He. he before last year, he was better at covering, but maybe he just kind of had. It I don't know. Way.
0: Well, the, you know, the body of work was kind of small. I'm sure that wouldn't have been the case. But yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: when you're win, scrambling it, eggs,
0: you can't you can't be yeah, worried yeah, right about you know. passes. Well,
1: I, I saw. I don't. I don't remember the numbers off my head like perfectly, but I looked into Tay Crowder a little bit, and he hadn't. An can,
0: can you please call him by his proper name? Um, Decor Tavis. I, I'm not confident you're pronouncing that right. I need to see the spelling of this. D-E-Q-A-R-T-A-V-A. Oh, I'm sorry. V-O-U-S. De Quartavis? <laughs> Quartavis. <laughs> his name is Tay Crowder. So you'd think it had Tay in there, right? You'd think. That's all right. I mean, I don't know why
1: I'm, of all people, trying to pronounce this. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Kind of like <laughs> well,
0: anyway. Uh, I found it.
2: I found it, yeah.
1: Yeah. His His stats were horrible and especially in coverage. So – I think Darian Beavers, who has already flashed in OTAs, uh, he hasn't had an interception yet, but he's deflected a couple of passes and has, has run well with uh, tight ends, receivers, and running backs out of the backfield. Um, so I think it's kind of like anybody who's a rookie as a linebacker has a chance, which is a good thing for them and a bad thing for us. So, uh
0: I mean, it it might necessarily be the worst thing because since uh, Crowder isn't necessarily like someone who we envision to be a long-term solution at this position, it does give more opportunity for the young guys to come in and have reps. I think with the first team, just see what you got. Um, It's a thin, thin position. So I don't know. I'd I'd love to see like McFadden or Beavers come in and be the starter um, day one over Crowder, but you know, like given with what Crowder had to work with last year, you know, he played all right. He had like 120 tackles, um, was it two picks, four passes, defense? You know, he was around. He made plays. Uh, he's not, you know, he he's not your solution. But if you if he has to start next year, it is what it is, and you roll with okay. it. Yeah, I, guys, I had a question for you. What? Yeah,
2: Michael McFadden, I think I think Colin really likes him. I think TJ, you have a positive opinion of him. He was born January third, two thousand. The year two thousand. What were what were you guys doing January third, two thousand?
0: Uh, well, I was a freshman. We were freshmen in high school. Um, no, was, we were in eighth grade.
1: It was three days I after think. TJ. Uh, we started right. high
0: school
2: grade, in the fall grade, of yeah. two thousand. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're
1: right. We we, we had um, we watched uh, the New Year's Eve uh, ball time. The Oh yeah, your
0: mom. Your mom gave me an apple with cheddar cheese, and I and I was like, "What is this combination?" And I ate it, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." Yeah, and white it was people a star stuff. from the last time.
1: Yeah, yeah, we 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 watched no doubt play. Um, it's the end of the world as we know it by REM. Epic. When Epic. when was in her pink air phase?
0: Oh yeah, mm. of course, we all thought the world was going to end uh, when it hit two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Y two k. What a scam that was. Because the so. computers didn't couldn't f- understand what the zeros meant. Yeah. Should, you know what it would <laughs> probably would have been better off if the world did end. <laughs> That's how we ended up now. <laughs>
2: Gettleman never would have been the GM of yeah, the Giants. He never it. drafted her running back with a second pick. And
1: then it wouldn't have mattered if the Giants existed or not.
0: <laughs> I mean, it still does. Perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: 2000. Boy. That's like when I card people at the bar. They are born in 2000. I'm just like, Jesus. Getting sure old. Not into it. No. Um. You know who I do want to talk about linebacker-wise is Zimenez. Oh. Still alive? I mean – The end is near, right? Uh, Does he make this team? uh, He might not. I don't think he will. I think he stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, like, really realize how little he played last year. I guess he had you know, jumped off sides against the chiefs. And then Joe judge never wanted to speak to him again.
2: <laughs> like, Joe, Joe couldn't pronounce his name. So he just, for, rather 11, he had
0: 11, 11 <laughs> tackles last year. That's his, that's his whole stat line. 11 tackles. And I X, bet, X looks good. X looks good.
1: I, I bet. I bet half of them were on special teams too. I have no idea. I
0: mean, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, maybe wink can use him specifically. Like, Take away all the responsibility and just let him be a pure pass rusher, which could help him, but I don't think he's gonna make the team. I don't.
1: No, and when when you go to a school like uh Old Dominion, uh it just doesn't really give you much of a a fighting chance from the get go. I, I think Third that round those, pick too. Yeah, it was one of those Thanks, failed, Yeah, failed Dave experiments. That's it. It's amazing that we went into last year thinking
0: that Carter Coughlin and Shane Zimenez might be the answer at edge rushers for this team.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One's at a different position and one guy stinks. That's great.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, who else, else is interesting? Jihad uh, Ward is interesting. Well, he's, yeah. he's going to be – He's probably going to play defensive down, down three. Yeah. yeah, Agreed, yeah. But he has, has a capability, uh, though. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I saw that he can go outside and then like can shift him into like, the interior on third down and stuff like that. So I, I didn't know whether to include him or not, to be honest with you, but interesting guy for your rotation, I think.
2: You know who's interesting? Do you see this guy, Tommen Fox from North Carolina, another yeah. guy from North Carolina? Mm-hmm. He's 6'3 uh, and a quarter, 260 pounds, tied for uh, Lawrence Taylor from North Carolina for fifth most sacks in a season. No way. Yeah. Or in program history, uh, twenty-one career sacks. Excuse me, not in a season. Um,
1: yeah, I was about to say.
0: Uh,
2: Tommen, Tomen
0: Tomon. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. What about uh? What about Nico? Nico oh,
1: uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he he flashed. He flashed in a uh, in OTAs actually. I love that. I love you know when he. How met, does a defensive
2: pads, end flash in like? Oh, are they wearing full pads?
1: No, but. Okay. It's one of those things where they're obviously not allowed to, to make sacks. It's a block. If it, was, if it was real game situation, <laughs> it would have been considered a sack.
2: Right, but you, yeah.
0: Let, let's hold off on flashing in OTAs. I hate that talk. I think I'm, that's, just want,
1: I, I'm just reiterating what I read. That's all.
0: Yeah. I just want – hopefully he, he can at least make the practice squad so they can bring him up for one game and he can make like one incredible play.
1: Like oh yeah, Nico Wallace, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had he had two. What was it like an uh, interception and a fumble a, recovery in two weeks?
0: Yeah. Actually, you know what? The Bengals and fumble recovery against the Seahawks, and we. Yeah. I,
2: d- I don't want him to get pulled up because inevitably he'll get pulled up, whether or not he plays. You're gonna be like, oh, Nico Wallace is on the the roster day, and guess what? He went to Dartmouth. Like, cares, guys, <laughs> Who
0: cares.
2: Why do? We, if you went to an Ivy League school, you don't have to bring it up every time
0: you exist. Well
2: uh well, he's
0: probably what he probably is like a leader in the locker room he has a high football IQ um, leadership skills then mm. yeah sure something that the people at a certain cryptocurrency exchange should uh, learn about that's right in my opinion a bunch of them a bunch yeah. of them yeah um let me ask you guys between Cam Brown Carter Coughlin Justin Hilliard any of these guys make the squad uh yeah See, i'm just was thinking fun. like who's like the last guy i'm just thinking who's like the last guy because i have i made a list I, of nine be teams if, i think will make the team but i would would don't be know surprised if, if cam brown
2: gets gets kicked off like immediately because we're like who is this
0: guy oh he's a special teams legend yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new new coaching staff we don't need these guys anymore
1: yeah th- there's gonna be some uh some trimming of the fat come uh the final 53 i yeah, we're we're not going to be surprised by any of the guys that are going to be cut. Yeah, we don't know yeah. who they're going to be now, but it's not going to be a surprise when it happens. Yeah, agreed. I, I I have
0: I made a list. I have Kayvon Aziz, uh, Tate Crowder, Blake Martinez, McFadden, Beavers, Ward, Quincy, Allerson, and then Carter Brownson is around. I think Lallis and Hilliard will make the practice squad. That's my prediction. I buy that. Yeah,
1: that's, that sounds right.
0: We'll see. Can't quibble. I don't know. Um, anything else tonight, guys? Maybe uh, a spattering of... Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Um, please make sure to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow BBU Podboys with a Z. Download that DraftKings app. Don't forget to check out Mozzie.com. mozi.com I hope I said it right. Um, and everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Mozi rhymes with cozy. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. theme. <laughs> Just call it round team.
0: <laughs> the jar it's up is round. round.
1: The the jar is round. Call it round called? team. Round team.